Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Ugh. Tell me it's Friday. Hey. Tell me it's Friday. Hey. Yo, tell me it's Friday. It's the 411 on getting banking done. Yo, it's Forefront. Credit Union. It's the CU that's got you for what you do when you do. You see, we're local and mobile and social in the community. Now we bring it all in with the unity. That's you and me. Yeah, being what we want to be. Yo, and tell me it's Friday. Hey, tell me it's Friday. Yo, tell me it's Friday. Tell me it's Friday. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tell Me It's Friday. I'm your host, Megan Morelli, Community Relations Specialist of Forefront Credit Union. Today, I am joined by Jake Seney, Branch Manager of Petoskey North, and David Peterson, Branch Manager of West Front Street in Traverse City. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Happy thank to you. be here. So this is going to be another one of our fun episodes that we are coining a day in the life of, where I just force a few different people from the credit union to sit down in the hot seats and tell me about what their days are like, because I just feel like everybody wants to know. So today, if you didn't catch on, is a day in the life of a branch manager. So we've already um, talked with Kent and Abby, our regional branch managers, and this is um, you know right below Kent and Abby, our branch managers. Um, so welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you again. Um, let's start off here. I don't really know a lot about your past, and we don't have to go back to like high school or anything. Um, <laughs> how did you guys come to Forefront, or did you, were you with a different financial institution? How did you work up to being a branch manager here at Forefront Credit Union? I can start. Sure. Uh, so I went to SVSU, Saginaw Valley State University, and uh, graduated in 2015. And right out of the gates, I had a loan officer position with Forefront. And I was actually out of our South Airport branch in Traverse City. Briefly before that, I did an internship as an MSR. So that's kind of how I got my foot in the door and heard about the loan officer position and applied. And they held it for me, which was awesome. Mm. Ended up, they wanted to fill the position right away, but uh, they waited a couple months for me. And, and then I started, I walked and graduated at SVSU, and and then the next Monday I was starting at Traver in Traverse City as a loan officer. And wow! It was a it was a blast for about two years. I did that, and uh, it was some of the most fun I ever had. Uh, learning all the ins and outs of lending, which is a huge part of my new job, which is branch manager. And um, so, a little over a year and a half did that, and then. I applied for a couple different branch manager positions and they didn't work out and, and eventually I got the Petoskey North location and I've been there for four years. Two weeks ago it was four years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Really? That means you started at like the same time as me because this is this week is my four year anniversary. Okay. Yeah, I've been with the credit union overall for yeah. eight years if you count my internship. Wow. Hmm. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Very nice. Very cool. How about you, David? Well, my background's a little more varied. I uh, <laughs> have worked in business for most of my life in one form or another, So, but never before at a financial institution. So that was a new uh, change for me. Worked a lot in technology fields and in consulting and things like that. 
Uh, I actually have degrees in philosophy and theology, so nothing related <laughs> whatsoever. But about five years ago or so, I, I applied for a position here, just wanted to get my foot in the door. I was familiar with members, the, the prior name of the credit union, because my wife had worked here for many years. And so I knew it was a good place to be. And just at that point where I wanted something a little more uh, consistent and stable. So I, I applied, got a job. Uh, bl- Got my foot in the door, as they say, and goes uh, as an MSR. Okay. Started at South Airport, but just did that for, gosh, I think it was less than a month or so in a position in lending, which that in branch manager is what I kind of had my eye on from the beginning. So I applied, got the position, and I don't know if six, eight months after that was made a senior lender. And then shortly after that, a branch manager position came open. And just because of my background, I got it. I don't want to sound arrogant, but got a fairly smooth transition there. So within about so a year, arrogant, so just arrogant. terrible, isn't it? <laughs> so I, I was a branch manager uh, for the last roughly four years or so, because I've been here about five, I think. So I'd have to check my exact dates, but I think that's about right. So. Okay. So what made you guys want to move up to become a branch manager from both of your previous positions? Well, for me, I, I had been, like I said, in business, different companies for many different years and had owned my own business for a while, too. So I was pretty familiar with management routines in general. Obviously, every company's a little different in how they do things. But um, so the, my position prior to this was I was a vice president of operations for a technology company. So I had some understanding of you know management and making a, a group of folks work together as a team and that sort of thing so that's where i've just i enjoy that and i enjoy the the finance end of things as well so for me the the blending of the two as a branch manager position i remember in my interview before when i first started here even as an msr I talked with our hr person and she said uh, you know what's your long-term goals and i said i can see myself you know retiring as a branch manager so that was sort of what i told her on day one and, Always uh, we'll, music to HR's ears. That's right. That's right. So we'll <laughs> we'll see if I can live up to that dream or not. But yes, uh, that that's kind of how I got into that process. So okay. How for, about you, Jake? For me, I I've kind of grown up in the credit union world. My father had been in the industry for his entire life out of college too, um, but he actually worked for this institution and in Baywinds Federal Credit Union beforehand for. I think it was, uh, it was just shy of 20 years he was with the credit union. So I, I grew up in, in this world, and, and I always you know saw myself going into the financial industry. And, and as a lender, kind of the next move up has always been branch manager, has mm-hmm. always in the past. And now there's, there's a lot more as we grow. There's more positions. But in the past, it was always lender than branch manager. A branch manager needed to have that lending authority. So it, it was a, just kind of the logical next step for me. And it's a good move because now I can, I, I was getting into operations. So now you have the lending and the operations side. It really opens up a lot of doors and you can go a lot of different places. Um, and I, I really do like leading a team. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of tried to be a, a good at leading by example and I've not heard and, otherwise so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I love my team and and we have a lot of fun and and we I try to make work fun for other people and that's I don't want to come to work and be miserable and I right. don't want my team to be that way either so mm-hmm. actually and I'm sitting here looking at you both and realizing when you're talking about fun both of you have teams that produce really good chili, if I remember right. 
<laughs> yep. Our our primary chili guru uh, actually has moved on, but we our team definitely yes. uh, enjoys that process. So, what are yeah. you going to do this year? We're probably not going to win, I'm afraid. So Oh, don't say that. <laughs> but we'll, we'll give it a shot either way. But <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Forefront has a chili cook-off um, every year. We had to take a hiatus during COVID, but um, all of the branches produce a chili. I think a lot of them like to have a little internal competition mm-hmm. prior to the big one to decide whose chili is going to go to the finals. And myself and at least one of our regional branch managers and a couple other people, we go around for one whole day and we sample every single branch's chili. (laughs) And before you think how disgusting that sounds, (laughs) being in close quarters in a car, we are very careful. We only do like little Dixie cup size for samples. So um, we have like two or three bites per branch and it's actually super fun, but I have um, actually, I think I took a recipe from somebody at your branch, Jake, and you know Jody's. Mm-hmm. I remember his was always really good. I think mm-hmm. you guys won. Yeah, we did one yep. year. Yep. At, at least once. I at least think once. maybe twice even. So I'm trying right. to remember that. But yeah, yeah. So that uh, trophy is going to be up for grabs even more so this year <laughs> then, since it will be. So, well, very cool. Um, so what what does a branch manager mean? Can you kind of guys walk me through? You know. What's your day-to-day life is? <laughs> oh, man. Day, yeah, day-to-day can vary dramatically, uh, but if, if you put a an overall uh, you know, umbrella sort of statement on it, our primary role has to do with lending. That's our, our biggest focus. And, of course, we're still part of operations. We're technically not part of the lending department, even though lending is our primary responsibility. But we're, we have the operations side of things too, everything from team management to just making sure the branch works smoothly and so on. In recent years, there's been a transition to more of those day-to-day operational things fall heavily on the assistant branch manager, which we rely on, at least in my branch, very very much so, and uh, is an important part of it so that we can focus on the lending component, which is very time-consuming. I love it, but it's, it's just something that takes up a lot of time. Uh, from the originations to the follow-up and the closings and everything in between. So, um, but yeah, I mean that's that, that's the twofold division. There's a myriad uh, sub components yeah. there as well. But that's kind of the it's funny the basic how breakdown. the day-to-day changes mm-hmm. over year to year too. Like mm-hmm. the last couple of years with COVID and mm-hmm. uh, the interest rates going so low on mortgages, I feel like I've done more mortgages. Yeah. That this last year than I did in the prior four years. It was, it's just been insane. I've, you know, have double or triple the number of mortgages going at any given time than I typically did. Yeah. That's exactly my situation now too. Lots of refinances, lots of second mortgages. So that's been busy, but, uh, yeah, like David said, we, we do have to be heavily involved in operations, but lending is uh, pretty demanding when rates are low like that. So Mm -hmm. you have to stay, involved with that yeah and we just are starting our our busy season for lending i mean here in michigan obviously with the very seasonal details we get a few months of summer and that's it so as soon as that warm weather hits boy our lending department goes bonkers you know <laughs> trying to keep up with uh, new requests and everything so yeah it's it's great though i mean yeah. it's a, a, a crazy time to be uh, working that's for sure so are folks like looking for recreational vehicles for lending or what what are what do you guys yeah. are, are they more 
auto? What are you guys looking at when this a good mixture? Yeah, I was going to say it is a mix. We you definitely do see an uptick for that. You know, motorcycles Mm -hmm. and campers and things and boats that you might not see in the middle of January, obviously. But but it's uh, a lot of the other stuff from personal loans to vehicle loans that continues, but increases because now people are out more. It's more comfortable to get out and. No one wants to hunker down in the in the middle of summer, I guess. So no, that's right. No. Yeah, and I'll I'll venture to say, you know, I've seen a lot more of um, kind of the money tightness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going around, I get a lot of situations. I we David probably does too, but I I have a lot of face to face interaction with members. Mm-hmm. I see a good half a dozen in my office a day, easy. Um, whether those are scheduled or not, I'll have three, four scheduled, and then I'll take walk ins too. But there's been a lot lately of uh, people coming in in situations that they just they're just not sure what to do, mm-hmm. and and those are quite honestly some of my favorite conversations. They lead into great relationships. I have lifelong members that I met while I was in Traverse City that still call and work with me now that I'm up in Petoskey, mm-hmm. and uh, that I have coached through those situations, help build their credit up, help. You know, with auto repairs, home repairs, um, debt consolidation, things like that, kind of help them get out of some tight situations. And, and I feel like I'm seeing that more now. Yeah, I would agree. There is an uptick in that. Sometimes it's just curiosity. It's, you know, people see what's going on in the market, the economy in general, and they just want some advice. I've got X loans or I'm thinking about getting X loans. What should I do? How should I manage it? I do a lot of, I probably have a little less face-to-face than Jake does just due to our, my branch's location is a little less on the beaten path as the saying goes. So, but I do tons of phone consultations as well as the walk-ins and the face-to-face. But one of my favorite aspects is not just doing the loan, but digging into people's financial needs as they reveal them or, or question about it and helping them with credit counseling and and uh, how to improve their credit scores, wh- what's happening, why their score is what it is, because we can look at that. And I know a lot of places, at least in my past, as a consumer myself, I would go in and it was always like a secret. You know, we can't tell you what your score is. We can't show you your credit <laughs> report. And, but I love that Forefront is not that way and mm-hmm. that we are not you know, there's no secret. We'll slide that yeah, we'll credit pr- report right pr- across pr- the table and give you a copy. And, we'll, yeah. There's no secrets. We're going to tell you what we're seeing and why, why we think it's affecting scores the way it is and what options you have as a result and how to improve that and so on. And it's something that when you have those longer conversations with the members, there's a real resonance with them. And, and like Jake said, I have people that I worked with years ago that are still coming back because we treated them with respect and dignity. We didn't insult them because they had a low score or treat them like they didn't matter. Uh, we, we gave them the time. And, and if we couldn't help with the specific request, we gave them the best guidance we could to move forward and to improve that for the future. And so I think people really like that about, at least I like that about credit unions. One reason I really take pride in, in the work that I do. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is what you're talking about, like meeting with folks and trying to help them maybe get out of a sticky situation, uh, Jake, you had mentioned you are a certified financial counselor. Does that really help a lot with that? Yeah, absolutely. It was a few years ago I went through the the course and and um, yeah, I'm certified to. It's actually an option on our website, I believe. At least it used to be. You can go on there and uh, and schedule a time to meet with a certified financial counselor. And like David said, well. Even if you're not looking to do a loan, if you're looking to rebuild your credit or mm-hmm. consolidate, 
kind of do a budget. I'm certified to help you Mm -hmm. uh, build a budget and help with cash flow and all those things. You know, I like to block off a good hour for those and we'll go through top to bottom. I'll run credit and print it off and I'll, you know, write a one through five. Sometimes it's a one, two, three list. Sometimes it's a one all the way to 10 list. And, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you know, it, it's just a matter of how motivated you are to really build yourself up. And I just had a member. Oh my gosh, it was so great. I had a member in my office just uh, last week or two weeks ago who I met with um, five or six months ago, did a consolidation loan for her. And she went up 141 points. Oh my gosh! In, in five or six months, and I pulled her credit to uh, do a, this other loan request, and I I told her what her score was, and she started crying nice. in my office, wow. and and uh, yeah, just super thankful, and um, yeah, and she I believe will be a lifelong member, and will come to me for whatever her needs are for sure. I would assume that days like that make some of those like not so great days totally worth it. Oh yeah, like just one that you know flowed over through the whole week. I feel yeah. that is why I love my job. That yeah. is definitely my favorite part of my job. I went home and told my wife about it, and <laughs> and uh, she thought it was awesome too. Yeah, I I have many similar experiences, and I I agree. Those bad ones, uh, which do happen sometimes, unpleasant moments or whatever, but they are dwarfed by the good things to be Mm -hmm. sure so yeah absolutely that's awesome you guys are doing great work helping people with that stuff for sure um so i know we were talking that our abms our assistant branch managers are really supporting you guys a lot with operational um duties um what how has it been the last couple years i know forefront just like every other industry has been experiencing some staffing shortages I don't know if your branches specifically have dealt with that, but I really think that it's it's hit every single department as far as I can tell in yeah. Forefront. Um, what's that been like navigating through that and dealing with, you know, having um, a lot of demand on the loan side, you know, and still trying to balance those duties? Yeah. Are you guys finding yourselves well, I, doing stuff that maybe you hadn't previously? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, there's definitely some of that. I, I mean, I can speak only for my specific branch. We're of the 15 branches that we currently have in forefront. Uh, we're I can't remember exactly where our rating is, but I'm in, I manage one of the slower branches in terms of just transactional counts and things like that. Right. But even with that, or perhaps precisely because of that, during this, the difficult uh, staffing shortages and so on, my team would often support other branches who had shortages by sending people out. So the, one of the biggest challenges we had over the last, gosh, probably close to two years, at least a year, year and a half, is that we, I was joking with Kent, our regional manager, not too long ago, that I could not, literally could not remember the last time I had my full staff available at the branch. Mm. So that just creates challenges, not only for us internally, of course, a little different workload division and that sort of thing, but it makes it a little challenging for our members sometimes. And we want it to be sensitive to that. They're having to wait in line a little bit longer or something like that. Most of our members have been really understanding and grateful uh, to still be able to come in and sit down with a, a live person if needed and so on. But yeah, it, it, there have been challenges and we, I've relied heavily on my ABMs to manage that staffing situation, to coordinate the details, helping other branches. Mm-hmm. And then you still have, you know, people that get sick themselves and call in and, yeah. and people that need days off to, yeah, to need a relax. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, it's not easy. 
but uh, we make it through and we've got good support throughout the credit union. I, I mean, obviously everybody has a hiccup now and then, but it's a, it's a good uh, place here. We feel well supported and, and our teams, uh, even on those days that are more challenging, they, they are very resilient and come back and are ready to work with our members. So, yeah, very, very similar situation for me, kind of a, they, uh, I guess we'll say a slower transactional branch mm-hmm. and, uh, but, I've been nearly fully staffed up until recently. And, nice. um, but like you said, I've been providing coverage and we kind of have our zones and mm-hmm. David would cover Traverse city branches and right. up North I would, I'm in Petoskey. So I'd cover Boyne city, Charlevoix, mm-hmm. sometimes East Jordan, Mancelona even, um, and in the other Petoskey branch. So it, it does wear on the team and, mm-hmm. and it, um, uh, and you worry about burnout and mm-hmm. yeah uh, sometimes you have to tell them you have to take a day and and yeah. then they come back kind of refreshed and yeah and then we keep yeah it's through. tough i mean the world in all the various things whether it's covid whether it's economics where the world's going crazy for all of us not just mm-hmm. for the other people you know right. and so our own staff really steps up because they have to sort of set aside their own struggles and challenges and their need to attend to family matters and so on they have to set that aside uh to come in and, and serve our membership and they they do a really great job i think it's really commendable how how hard they work and how yeah, much it's amazing how much yeah. the front line the, the MSR yeah that's who i'm thinking of ABMs, as well. how much they care about the membership and mm-hmm. how much they want to help and how much they want to be here even when they're short-staffed and yeah. even when they're starting to feel burnout and and they just want to continue to help and you know the next member comes up and they treat them like they're the only one in the building every single exactly. time and, and it's amazing to see oh well, that's what it's all about that's great um you guys wanted to talk a little bit about bonsai. I know you both have had a little bit of something to do with that, with mm-hmm. school presentations. Um, again, for those listening who don't know, bonsai is our um, sponsored financial literacy program that we have in our area, um, high schools and some middle schools um, up here. And it's basically a program that uh, puts in front of our students real world financial situations and forces them to make tough decisions that, that many of us have been through in real life on a daily basis. Um, even, you know, right now we're all making financial decisions. If we're going to pay for something, if we're going to go out to lunch, or are we going to use the food that we have at home for groceries, things like that. Um, and Jake and David have both been awesome supporters of bonsai and have helped me out with, uh, giving those school presentations when we've come up to that. Do you guys like bonsai? I I mean, I'll just ask the question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I love it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I can speak for David and I both that we both love teaching. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And when you see the kids, I, I know we teach a variety of ages, but mm-hmm. every time I've done it, it's been kind of middle school age kids and mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, early high school. And when they, you know, get, get it, start getting it, you can mm-hmm. see them light up and understand it and and uh, the questions I get are some great questions that you wouldn't expect out of even adults that mm-hmm. yeah. are well-versed in it. So Yeah, it's great. I, the f- very first presentation I helped with, I've done a number of them. I, I don't remember the exact count, but the very first one was a, a group. And uh, I remember very distinctly, it was a, gr- a great conversation. I wasn't sure how this was going to go. You know, how I love, like Jake said, teaching. And I've taught f- in my other fields many times in different aspects. But 
you never know how how are you know kids of that age going to respond to a discussion of your right. credit score <laughs> and you know it sounds kind of droll and boring but tried to spice up but I was really encouraged because not only the day of but a, a few days after I got an email from one of the teachers who was responsible and he said in all his years there all their outside presentations he had never seen so much interaction from the students as oh. they had received. And I was really encouraged and touched by that and grateful. Yes. Uh, you know, that just means, I guess, the way we tailored the, tailored the message uh, hit home. So that was good and very encouraging. That's why I like doing it, you know, after that as well. It was just a good a good experience all around. So. Well, good. Now I know for sure that I can call on you guys whenever <laughs> I need you. <ya. laughs> yep, you bet. Um, yeah, and I, I know I personally love bonsai. It's not something that um, I was ever exposed to in middle school, high school, heck, even college. And I know I definitely have made my share, fair share of financial mistakes over the years. I will never forget that first hard lesson of realizing yeah. the different, like a debit card and how it comes out of your account. Yep. <laughs> and if there's not any money in that account, that's going to get you into it. some that's trouble. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. That's... And going over interest rates with the kids, yeah. you know, the difference between having a, you know, 680 credit score versus a 630 and, oh, the and having account. a 10% higher interest rate and how that's thousands and thousands of dollars yep. on over the just life, your yeah. average yep. auto loan, you know, $10,000 auto loan. And that could have been that much more money to go towards repairs, go towards savings, emergency funds, whatever. Yeah, that's a, a, you know, it's a common thing I hear when I'm working in the lending part of things here with young people right on high school, maybe even college kids. They, they, I can't tell you how many times I hear, well, my score is low because I made some stupid mistakes early mm -hmm. on. And that's exactly the type of thing that the Bonsai program seeks to prevent you know mm -hmm. if you if you're educated and understand why these things work the way they do and how your choices impact your future and the amounts you're going to pay for loans and so on suddenly now those quote-unquote stupid mistakes are something that they can be protected against or guard against and it's i think really valuable yeah yep i agree i love it our teachers seem to really like it and the students also seem to really like it so far so i don't see it going away anytime soon good yeah well that that's the end of my question block that I had that I keep looking at. Is there anything that I'm not asking you guys that's super interesting about, you know, what being a branch manager, would you encourage others to seek that out? You know, what, I, I guess I could ask what's the, um, not job requirement, but are there education requirements to being a branch manager? Anything? We have sure. a lot of uh, certifications we have to keep up with and mm -hmm. trainings every year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, HR yeah. keeps us on top. Yeah, of that just required in the finance industry in general. A lot, <laughs> a lot of regulatory details we've got to be up on and certified in and. Well, and with mortgage lending, we have to have a notary mortgage and yeah. medallions yep. and yeah, yeah, the medallion guarantee. That's always a, a fun one. So yeah. Yeah, lots of de lots of little details, but yeah, if if you like working with with money and numbers and and people, it, it's a great job. So it, I mean, it's not without its challenges. Obviously, if it were yeah. easy, it's I a, guess it's everyone a juggling would do it, right? act. That's right, it's a juggling <laughs> act. Yep, you don't necessarily have to be good at doing multiple things all at once. No, but, uh, you do need to be good at uh, good at juggling and and fo you know yeah. remaining focused on and getting things done mm -hmm. uh, and. Yeah, you need to rely on your teams. That's yeah. a, that's a huge part of. If I didn't have my team, I oh my gosh, or my assistant branch manager, any of them, they they're just such an immense help to me. Agreed. I, that would be a disaster on my yeah. own. Yeah. <laughs> trying oh to yeah, run a to branch. try to manage everything. Mm -hmm. There there are so many things that I literally purposely do not know. 
because I would probably try to, you know, get involved in it and it would yep. just burst. So I just say, that's that's on you. That's your job. That's your position. <laughs> like to my ABM, for example. And then that way allows me to focus. And the, the one thing as a branch manager, Jake, see if you would agree with this, you have to be comfortable with incessant interruptions. <laughs> so yeah, if, no if, you doubt ha- about that. if you have a hard time, you know, taking a break in, in the middle of something and getting, you know, interrupted and then coming back to it, if that's difficult, it might not be the right choice just because it, it it's something that that uh, requires that a lot. And not, it's not necessarily bad things. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you rarely get the opportunity to go from start to finish on something without an interruption. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you make a good point about the uh, not intentionally not learning things. Yep. You know, it's good to train up your team yes. um, and grow their knowledge because that's how you provide advancement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't train your team, they're just going to stay where they are or they're going to leave and yeah and we can't have that we need people to get built up we need them to learn more uh, we need them to take on more responsibility yeah. and eventually maybe that'll lead to them becoming a branch manager mm-hmm. and uh we want we want uh more advancement and and uh people to just yeah. grow capable and, people and yeah when you feel more fulfilled too just on a personal level it's kind of like the assembly line versus yeah. you know much more diversity you know you, yeah. you can I, be I that feel like one forefront's side. always been really good about yeah that. i i would agree yep i would yeah. agree yeah that's how, I, that's how i made it <laughs> <laughs> that's how david made it that's right yeah. that's right all right. Well, it sounds like being a branch manager is definitely a challenging job, mm-hmm. but also extremely rewarding. Yes. It sounds like. So, I would agree with that. It sounds like you guys are both doing an awesome job at it well, and leading you. your teams to success. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal, right? Well, yep. so, uh, being at such a demanding job, I should probably let you guys get back to doing those jobs because I'm <laughs> sure you have a busy day ahead of you. So thank you both so much for coming on the podcast. Sure. Thanks for, thanks for, having, for us. having us. Yep. You bet. All right. Yo, and tell me it's Friday. Hey, tell me it's Friday. Yo, tell me it's Friday. Tell me it's Friday.